Hello and welcome to our at any rate Emerging Markets Focus podcast, a place for us to discuss recent developments and key issues of focus in the Emerging Market Fixed Income Asset Class. I'm Johnny Goulden from the Emerging Markets Strategy team here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined by Talis Padilla from my Emerging Market Strategy team. Talis, thanks for joining. Hi, Johnny. Good to be here. So in our discussion this week, we'll be continuing our thoughts about the implications of what looks like a new phase of stress for EM markets from the ongoing uh, US rates rise and particularly the rise in in US real yields, uh, something which we spoke about last week. Over the last seven days, we've seen actually US real yields hit new highs for this cycle, 1.6% for 10-year US real yields at one point. And this has caused large volatility across EM markets and developed markets as well, which actually we know firsthand given we're recording this in the UK. Unfortunately, the reaction from EM assets has been in the direction, not necessarily the magnitude yet, but in the direction that we would expect given that. And we've seen a steep rise in credit spreads and a sell-off in EM currencies, many of which are seeing new lows versus the dollar. So, Johnny, this feels like an evolution of a sell-off for emerging markets. So which parts of uh, the market are now seeing stress? So... We are looking at this as an evolution and the primary focus for us this year really has been this relentless pressure on EM from uh, policy induced financial conditions tightening by the Fed and that kind of tightening generally will expose vulnerabilities in a range of financial assets and we've obviously seen that start with crypto and and meme stocks and and, equities and and credit markets generally. Um, In emerging markets, you've seen, for example, the more vulnerable of EM credit uh, in EM sovereigns, which have actually seen the largest fall in prices since um, the 2008 global financial crisis. But as the Fed continues to follow this hawkish stance, actually these tighter financial conditions start to weigh even on what we would consider to be the safer bits of EM fixed income. And uh, with real rates uh, having uh, moved above their 25-year average this week, uh, you've now seen investment-grade sovereign credit spreads and Asia currencies start to um, feel more of the stress. And actually, they have currently got higher volatility than at any point uh, over the last two years. And some of these other more vulnerable asset classes actually saw their volatility peak um, earlier uh, in the summer. For major EM current countries, they've generally avoided uh, currency crises, but some of them are, are beginning to look more fragile. Uh, and given that external backdrop, there's limited room really for, for policy missteps. In developed markets, you've seen that Uh, limited space in Japan, for example, where the yen has weakened against most EM currencies actually this year. Uh, And obviously in the UK, uh, we've seen that in the last week or so. So for these major EMs, their local markets haven't been in a crisis, even though they've been weakening, partly due to good policy. So they were hiking rates early and aggressively, and also partly due to luck. So there was a commodities boom in the first half of 2022. But that luck is running out a bit as commodity prices are are softening. And so we are seeing these pressures uh, on policy start to rise. 
Got it. Uh, but given that EM central banks have stopped hiking as aggressively compared to, say, the Federal Reserve's hawkish, hawkish uh, has this put pressure on EM effects? Yeah, so typically we would expect countries need to offer uh, a high enough real rate uh, on their currencies, so inflation-adjusted uh, interest rates, um, in order to induce inflows if they have imbalances, external imbalances in particular. And most emerging market countries are still not providing positive real rates. And while the Fed has increasingly turned hawkish, and we're talking about the longer end of the US rates curve is implying positive real rates now. Um, in EM, you are seeing countries like Brazil and Hungary, which are actually signaling the end of hiking cycles already, uh, and others, many others, which are increasingly focused on some of the growth risks here. Uh, and so they've been signaling that, that their hiking cycles will be limited. And how have EM central banks reacted to that pressure? So given the currency um, pressure that we've seen, we have seen EM central banks increasingly being proactive uh, in currency markets, either via interventions or policies which limit depreciation. Um, and we've seen a new round of that pressure actually building recently. With central banks in EM having less desire to aggressively hike, um, we're seeing FX reserves now run down as a consequence of that intervention. Um, and this has been a, a very rapid pace this year, particularly the case in Asia, um, where you're starting to see some pressures mount against what has been relatively quite contained inflation. The problem with pursuing this policy is there are also continuing portfolio outflows in emerging markets, something we've called a, a buyer strike. Uh, and we don't see that ending anytime soon. And so continuing to, to um, try and defend currencies uh, through FX selling is probably not viable for some of these countries uh, in the medium term. Okay, got it. But where are we seeing that coming through in policy and where is it more vulnerable? Well, there have been some notable examples. Obviously, the Bank of Japan in developed markets was uh, uh, involved in that last week. And there are some media reports that, that China has been looking at this. Um, in general, uh, markets where you have a healthy external position, manageable external debt, for example, um, interest rates will, will need to rise and that, that will help with some of that and think in Asia in that context. Uh, you know, somewhere like China, obviously, it has have a very healthy trade surplus, uh, which obviously um, gives quite a lot of support there. But there are a set of emerging market countries which have weaker external conditions. And so they have fewer buffers. Um, they have uh, uh, need to have some risk premia. And therefore, the more serious uh, chance of more serious stress is rising, we think, um, particularly as this sort of lack of inflows into the asset class uh, is continuing. So typically, we'll look at countries with weaker current account balances uh, or other macro imbalances, and probably coming to mind are some of Latin America's commodity exporters, you know, Chile, Colombia, Peru, uh, and they may start to see a bit more stress. So tell us to you, 
let's turn to the inflation side for emerging markets and and which is really forming some of the backdrop to what i've been talking about in, in central banks what's been going on recently in in the inflation momentum so cooling inflation in both local terms that is in emerging markets themselves and in the united states have certainly contributed their share to the more dovish shift that we've been observing over the last couple of weeks uh, from EM central banks. And of course, this also takes a bit of pressure out of the short end of yield curves. Um, for example, we have seen several central banks uh, decisions over the last week, and none of them, none of the most relevant EMs that we follow, that we typically follow, has hiked more than the Federal Reserve, which, as we know, has hiked 75 basis points in their last meeting. This week, however, Hungary did hike uh, its policy rate by 125 basis points to 13%, indicating as well the end of its cycle, its current cycle. Uh, two interesting places stand out in this team, in this theme, and they are Brazil and Hungary. The rates on short maturity bonds in, in these places actually came down over the last month, while we have seen at the same time uh, similar maturity bonds in the US selling off significantly. This is an interesting fact because, as we discussed last week, U.S. rates are a key driver of EM assets and local rates included in this. Um, if this movement in Brazilian and Hungarian bonds will be durable or not, well, uh, this still remains to be seen. But with policy rates in the mid-teens, markets are willing to give some benefit of the doubt to these two countries. And in this regard, we think that Brazil was more likely to be a success story than, than Hungary. Johnny, now back to you. After all of this, in summary, how are we seeing all of this unfold? So I, I think coming back to where we started, you know, we're seeing this uh, cyclical pressure move from riskier parts of emerging markets now into what we would typically consider the less risky parts. And, and that's typical uh, of the evolution of a, a financial conditions tightening uh, period that we're in. You know, for EM policymakers, as, as we've talked about, they seem to be choosing um, to smooth that FX depreciation through various means rather than hike rates. Uh, and so what we think we are going to have is continuing uh, FX depreciation in EM, but at a manageable pace uh, in, in some of those countries, others, uh, it may get a little bit uh, uh, less manageable. Um, I would say in the very short term, we have seen some pretty intense moves in the last week or two. And often after a period like that, uh, we get a bit of a pause or some retracement. And I don't think we should discount that in the very short term, but more likely in, in the medium term here still, uh, we think there's more pressure to come on EMFX and, and credit as the cycle progresses. And that brings us to the end of this JP Morgan at any rate Emerging Markets Focus podcast. Thanks to you, Tullus, for joining today. And thank you all for listening. And we hope to have you back with us again for the next one. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022 JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on the 29th of September, 2022.